Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? On today's program, we're going to talk about increasing cash inflow and really understanding the lifetime value of a customer. The very first time we offer a service, it might get 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, but that customer may actually be worth tens of thousands of dollars in the long run. How can we better market our services and increase our sales? Dr. Frank, welcome back to the show. Hey, Paul, it's good to be back as usual. Yeah, we all want to make more money. And so you're going to help us to really have a strategy uh, to boost our business. So, yes. And uh, the thing we're going to talk about today is businesses always want to increase profits. And one of the first things that comes to business owners' minds in increasing profits is finding all kinds of ways, even innovative ways of reducing expenses, because that leaves more money left over for your profit. Trim the fat. Yeah, trim the fat. And we'll talk about that list. Uh, it's um, There's like about a handful of things, but that's not what we should focus on in this discussion, because what is often missed is ways of in addition to finding ways to decrease cash outflow, find ways to increase cash inflow. That's good. And the main way to do that is through marketing because there's a inherent limitation, inherent limitation to all the ways you can cut costs. I mean, you can cut costs so far and then you're down to what you need for operating expenses and, and then they can't go any further. But focusing on ways of increasing cash inflow is usually limitless. Uh, maybe the only theoretical limit to that would be market saturation, where um, you're pulling out as much of the market that you can for your for your niche. Mm -hmm. And um, but basically, it's there's a way to mitigate that. It's basically unlimited because if you've reached market saturation and you can't pull in any more customers, you could always uh, find segments within that market and, and specialize even further and bring in more. Yeah. So there's a way to mitigate that. So we're going to talk let's about keep that. It, let's keep it. Uh, Dr. Frank has a PhD for Georgia Tech. So let's, let's give us the simple version before we talk about mitigating a new segment in the market. Let's uh, okay, here's, dial it back for us dummies. All right. Okay. <laughs> here's, here's a good way to look at this. Um, I think you've heard my weed whacker story. I, let me tell it to your audience. Uh, there was at one point I needed to uh, weed whack the weeds in my yard at my house. And I didn't know anything about weed whackers. Now, you know everything about weed whackers and your audience knows everything about weed whackers. But I didn't know anything about weed whackers and I wanted to whack my weeds myself. So I needed to buy a weed whacker. And I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know what was important about weed whackers and which one was reliable and which one was uh, the best value for the money. And then there were different kinds. I, I was looking 
at that time. And there were some weed whackers, Paul, that had a straight shaft. And there were other weed whackers that it was straight till you get down to where the thing is that rotates. And it was curved. <laughs> and it was like a curved weed whacker. A curved shaft. Yeah, that's it. And I didn't know which one I needed. Did I need the straight one or the curved one? I was, I just didn't know. And so I started thinking, uh, you know, researching it on the internet. And the more I read, the more questions I had. I needed somebody who knew something that could set me straight and point me in the right direction. And that's where it hit me. I looked at all my buying options in my local area. Uh, you know, I went online to see who sells what in the mm -hmm. store. And uh, I ended up picking to buy my weed whacker uh, to the store that uh, had the best information. And they indicated by their image from their website that they would be the ones that would help me the most mm -hmm. in understanding the way to buy this thing and to make a very wise purchase. And, and I didn't care that if perhaps I paid a little bit more. It wouldn't matter because mm -hmm. I, I would feel good that I was making a right decision. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was a company, the one that I actually went to, and they really did help me. And the image was that they had on their website was true. Backed up. Yeah, it was backed up. It was, it was true to, to the image that was in reality was true to the image that they had on the website. And I think I even called them and I remember how nice they were on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just confirmed that they were going to help me more than any of the others. Maybe the other ones would help me too, but they didn't, they didn't project that image. Mm -hmm. And so they got my business because they were able to market the right image for what I was looking for, and that increased their sales. I never would have gone there had I not been looking for a weed whacker and I was in desperate need of some intelligent uh, guidance. Mm -hmm. and, and so that was a way that they increased their sales. And I'm sure I was not the only one that was in that position. I'm sure they had other people buying weed whackers that wanted some help mm -hmm. and were glad they went there to do business with them. So what this whole thing means in terms of this story is that marketing, if you have the right messaging, can bring in and increase your you're in your cash inflow. And that's, that's a great way. It's fact, the limitless way to increase your, your products. So we're going to, your, your profits. So we're going to talk about that. That sounds great. Well, Dr. Frank, let's kick it over to the best producer in the biz, Mr. Producer. And uh, you shared an example of how this company selling power equipment was able to boost their sales from a solid marketing game. But let's talk about how we can actually increase our sales and our business coming up. We'll be right back. Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. 
You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. It's Brittany here with the Hardscape Academy. If you're serious about keeping good, qualified people around, then you have to train them. You can say, well, what if they leave? I've trained them and I've spent all this time and resources on it. But what if they stay and you haven't taken that time to train them and they're not able to grow within your company and run their own jobs? That falls on you. So check out the hardscapeacademy.com to train yourself and your crews. This month, we're going to be launching our Crewman Paver training video. This video is for your employees. It is the how to hardscaping and not so much the why everything is done the way it is. In this 45 minute video, you'll be able to brief your employees on paver installation basics so they're ready to crush the day on site with you. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get skills and training for you and your crew so you can excel as a professional hardscaper and grow your company. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Check out the hardscapeacademy.com. Hi, this is Jason with Lake Tap Landscaping. I used Paul's price increase letter this off-season in February. Sent it out to all my clients for a minimum 10% increase and was able to get 100% acceptance rate from all my lawn maintenance clients. It's a great decision to uh, raise your prices on a yearly basis. You can pick up the price increase letter at greenindustrypodcast.com. Alrighty, guys, talking about how we can have good marketing to boost our sales, more money coming into the business. How do we do it, Dr. Frank? Well, the first thing that people do, Paul, is they want to reduce costs. And here's pretty much the right list of how you do that. And anyone who's a business owner is very cautious about money going out. So I'm probably preaching to the choir right now. But improving your business profits by lowering your cost is really uh, just looking at your operating expenses and trying to find waste and and eliminate that waste or improving your efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, often that's a way where you're, you're making more money uh, uh, with, with less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so efficiency is important. Uh, targeting staff reduction, sometimes that's necessary, particularly in lean times. Mm-hmm. That's always another area to reduce costs. Um, eliminating company debt on a regular basis, that's always very wise because long-term that re- reaps great benefits mm-hmm. in lowering operating costs. And then if it's appropriate, even negotiating better buying arrangements mm-hmm. you know, with your suppliers, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, those are kind of obvious. But in terms of um, reducing waste, that really is of greater benefit to the large company than it is the small company. Mm-hmm. Because the large company usually has lots of waste because mm-hmm. they're large and bureaucratic. And and there's a lot of ways if one would drill down into what's going on in the big business, they can cut a lot of waste. For the small business, it's usually lean and mean to begin with. Um, and there might be some efficiencies. There might be some staff reductions, um, and some operating expenses reduced, but it's much more limited. Mm-hmm. So really where the small to medium sized business owner really should look, not ignoring, uh, ex- expense reduction, they should look to increasing their cash inflow through really smart marketing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, there's, 
there, there's a real advantage to that because the market is very large usually, mm-hmm. and you could always get a bigger part of that market by mm. being more relevant. That's so good. Being more relevant and more timely to that market's needs. And there's different needs. So one needs to be aware of what those needs are, what the thinking is, what the emotions are out there. But um, there's for lawn care and landscaping businesses, there's only a few major problems that everybody's trying to solve. Uh, Maybe certain customers are emphasizing one need more than the other, but probably within everyone's uh, lawn care and landscaping market, uh, there's a handful or maybe a little more than a handful of key core needs that, mm-hmm. that, that are the main ones. Absolutely. And what would you say those were, Paul? Well, let's just think you're the homeowner. The grass needs cut <laughs> during growing season. So I think that's the most simple one. And that, that's the easiest, you know, Johnny next door can cut your grass or, you know, a professional like Johnny Moe <laughs> can cut your grass. So, and Johnny boy, lawn care can't cut your grass. They went out of business, Frank. But uh, (laughs) anyway, you start with the grass, you know, customers need that. Then you look towards the garden beds. Customers need their mulch refreshed or possibly even better plants or new plants or even trees in those garden beds. Then if you start to get a little more high end, folks are going to want some seasonal flowers to really pop by the front door or out by the mailbox. Then if you really get, you know, a little bit deeper, you're going to get Uh, irrigation where you can actually put pipes underneath the ground, trench it out, put pipes in, put a module in the garage, wire it all together. Shout out uh, River of Life Irrigation. If you guys need a good uh, subcontractor, shout out to Rich Jansen and the team over there in Atlanta. But um, then you can get into lighting where you light up the house or, you know, put some accent lightings on the plants and trees and things of that nature. And then you can get on over into um, the actual hardscaping. And that would be stone patio pavers, retaining walls, beautiful um, um, fireplaces. And, and you can build a kitchen in the backyard. You can really start to get into to those higher end things. And, and, and the range, you know, from A to Z there, I'm, I'm leaving out for the sake of time, 20 other things. But those are the basics from, from cutting the grass to, to enhancing the garden beds to lights, you know, and um, irrigation to, to ultimately putting in hardscapes. Well, see, what, the, what I like about that, Paul, is uh, if you had to character uh, categorize what you just talked about. It's really having a focus on uh, where um, where the need is, where the interest is with your existing customers by focusing on different products and services that you can offer where you're increasing the, the frequency of purchase or you're uh, focusing on increasing the size of the sales transaction mm-hmm. uh, or... Uh, you're doing things to improve customer retention. I imagine mm-hmm. some of those things, once you, you do that for the customer, they really don't want to go anywhere else. They want to re- retain you. Right. And especially guys, for example, do like fertilization and weed control that, that, that are out there putting down your pre-emergent, your fertilizer and things like that. Once they do in a good job, then the customer just wants to stick with them. And then when they upsell and say, hey, we also offer corrugation, the customer is... Um, you know, likely to hire that company because they're already used to them taking the yard already looks so good. There's no weeds in there. They'll hire them or, you know, whoever's lawn mowing and can say, Hey, you know, let's freshen up that mulch in the bed and they're already there. So it's it's easy to sell that extra work. Right. And so by thinking along a different path, it often will stimulate 
a, a different outcome in, in your conclusion. One is, well, what are all the things I could possibly do for their yard? How about this? Think about ways that you can increase frequency of purchase mm -hmm. from your existing customers, increase uh, the size of those transactions where you're offering them some things that bring a greater profit. Maybe they don't cost more, but maybe the profit margin is mm -hmm. better for your business or ways of improving customer retention. Those are all ways that you're going to increase cash inflow. Yeah. And I'll use an example of flowers. When I started, I didn't even know how to plant a flower. And I've seen some of y'all Instagram posts. You don't know how to plant flowers either. It's raggedy looking, but there, it, you can actually you know, put the, the flowers in a diagonal. So when you look at them from one way, it's a perfect line. And the other way, it's a perfect line and really make a nice display. But once you kind of build up a flower bed, that's a elevated raised flower bed and you put, let's say spring flowers. I love begonias right now. We're recording this in spring. Well, you put those begonias in, in, in Atlanta here. And then once you get into the fall and the temperatures cool off, they're going to start wielding down and dying. And then you just, you, you, you got another frequency because you're like, Hey, we need to pull those begonias out. They're looking kind of rough, but why don't we replace them with some pansies? And then you put in a flower that can survive the winter here in Atlanta. And, and so you get, you know, just by offering that you'll build your customer a flower bed, which is pretty simple. You bring in some soil, raise it up, you know, make a little mound there by the front door. Now, now all of a sudden you just added two transactions a year for selling them flowers because they're, you know, they're more than likely once they're used to flowers being there and looking so beautiful, they're going to want you to just keep it going and swapping them out each season. Did you ever find though, uh, Paul, in your business that there were other services that were entry services to your company than just cutting the grass or was it always cutting the grass and then you add it on later? Yeah, I think, cut, I think mowing is the most entry level of, of, of how you get started um, and, and develop that relationship with the customer fertilization and weed control would, you know, would be another, but I think those are the first two that get you on the property. And then from there, it's, you know, um, it's just like when you're picking berries off the bush or, you know, apples off a tree, then you just start, you know, getting some low hanging fruit with the other services. Cause like you said, they're not going to want to have eight different companies. You know, if, if you can offer the core aeration and the flowers and the mulch, then they'll, they'll just go with you. For, for the sake of convenience. Okay. So um, in terms of segmenting the market, uh, of the, most of the segments in that market then are not really uh, the path for ent as an entry to become a new customer. Most of those segments are really just add-ons once they're your existing I, customer. I would say, I mean, you could make an argument. There's var variable cases where people get segmented in through something else. And then those customers kind of take over the property for the other services. But lawn mowing is the one that makes the most sense. And a lot of the other segments, companies are just so focused. They only offer, for example, my friend, Rich, and he listens to the program. He only offers lighting and irrigation. That's it. He doesn't have a mower. He doesn't do the mulch. He doesn't do the tree. He just does that. There's another segment of the tree services. My friend chance, he only cuts down trees. He doesn't even grind the stumps. He has a, Scotty comes out and grinds the stumps. He has a subcontractor that works for him, but all he does is cut down trees. That's it. Um, those guys are just singular focused on one service and they just all day long cut down trees or, or put in irrigation systems or fix your leaking um, pipe or whatnot. Um, whereas I find with the lawn mowing, most guys at lawn mow, they, they don't just lawn mow. They offer 
many of the other extras um, that right. they have the competency and, and tools to, to perform and labor. But I, but I think, though, the, the difference between some of those guys you just mentioned, uh, they might have reasons for limiting it that are uh, other than just profitability. It might be other aspects like just simplifying their business life or, right. or other reasons like that. But I guess what we're talking about here, Paul, is the overarching concept is really the lifetime value of the customer. Mm. And that's uh, what you're willing to offer, uh, then consider if you do get a customer and you, you can move them up the value chain with additional products and services, on average, what is that customer, if you get a new customer and you, you evolve them in the same way uh, to your entry-level products or service and then other things that are added on later, mm-hmm. on average, what is that new customer worth to you? And that's uh, basically uh, you multiply the average sales amount times the average number of repeat sales to be expected. And if you have enough sales history with doing that for your customer base, you can come up with a lifetime value calculation to give you a good idea of how much a given customer on average will produce revenue for your business. That is how much a customer is worth to your business over time. And if you think in those ways, Mm -hmm. then uh, not only do you get a better handle of your business, but it's a great way to plan. Because you could say with what I'm willing to offer, I'm not willing to offer everything, or maybe you are willing to offer everything. That's a personal business decision Mm -hmm. uh, that the owner has to make. But once you nail that down, and you have a little history of how well you can evolve a customer, mm-hmm. an existing customer to additional products and services, you can nail down the average lifetime value, the lifetime value of that customer to your business. And also too, there might be an average length of time that a customer stays with, with you. There are some businesses perhaps that they stay with them on average for 20 years. Right, well, if you do a good years. job, they're gonna, they're gonna yeah. keep you um, all, all the attrition really should be is people move and people die. I, I've had both. I've, unfortunately, customers just got old and I, I was doing it for so long, you know, they just pass away. And then, um, you know, a, a lot of these NFL uh, players, coaches, a lot of them move to another team and they'll sell their house. Although some of them have so much money, they just keep their house <laughs> and, uh, you know, go buy another house in the other city they play for. But, you know, those are really in this industry, because it's, it's a living, I mean, you're, you're a scientist, Frank, you're, you're dealing with living organisms. Grass is, it's going to live, it's going to grow next spring, no matter who's in office and, and what's going on with this, that, or the other, the biology of the grass don't care. It's going to, it's going to grow, you know what I mean? Right. And it's going to need maintained. And, and so, um, it's a really good industry for the lifelong of the customer. Cause as long as they don't move or pass away more than likely, um, you're the, you're the go-to company. Well, what uh, big companies do Paul is they, uh, if they're smart, uh, like big national companies or even mm-hmm. international companies, multinational companies, uh, they have tremendously large databases mm-hmm. about their customer. Mm-hmm. Um, not just only um, about who the customer is, where they live, how they can send a bill to them. Mm -hmm. But um, in the database, if they know how to mine that database, they can pull all kinds of information about the trends with their existing customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's called database marketing. Mm -hmm. And um, for the average small company or middle-sized company, the, uh, the databases are not so well detailed. 
But thinking the ways that we're talking about in terms of lifetime value of the customer and what is the uh, frequency of buying once they become a customer and what is the average amount purchase, how easily can you move them up the value chain to other um, services and, and products, mm-hmm. um, they can glean a lot of information from the database. So for the small customer uh, co- company owner, they need to just be thinking about that and uh, doing, even segmenting their market in their mind to the important groupings of um, how frequently they want to buy, how, um, how, m- what kinds of things they want to buy. In addition, in identifying then what demographic or area within their area of coverage mm-hmm. is the the most profitable uh, customer that they could target, like for certain neighborhoods where the lifetime value is, is greater and more profitable. Right. Well, and especially the neighborhoods that I found the most success targeting, these folks, I would say 98% of this one neighborhood has a lawn care landscaping provider service. There's only one guy that would do his own. And that's because he couldn't afford a, a company. I, I went in his house one time, Frank, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but because everyone in this neighborhood has one of us, a, a professional doing it. And there's just one guy that was always out on his little John Deere rider. And um, one day he's like, Hey, can you help me move something? I was like, oh. I wanted to say no, but I was like, all right, you know, reluctantly. And I go and he, I move something from his van into his house and there's nothing in his house. Like, no couch, no chair, nothing. And, and, and you know, this is in a million dollar house. There's nothing in any of the rooms. I was only on his main floor, walked in through the garage and I carried this um, rental piece of uh, like carpet cleaner thing at Home Depot. So I just assumed he was moving. I thought he moved all the stuff out and he was cleaning the carpet or something to sell the house or whatever. So I was like, oh, when are you guys moving? He's like, oh, we're not. And then that's when I realized he was so broke he could only pay his mortgage on his million dollar. Uh, it's probably like a $1.5 million house. Yeah. He's so broke. He could only afford to pay his mortgage and he had no furniture in his house. And he was the only guy in that neighborhood that, um, he, you know, because you get a fine if you, if your grass isn't looking nice or you, you have weeds in your garden bed or whatever. Yeah. For the homeowners association. Right. They'll, huh. they'll give you a fine. So anyway, that was the only guy. But my point is those are neighborhoods you want to work in. Versus the other neighborhoods where it's like, you know, 60% of the guys are out there on Saturday doing their own yards and only 40% are hiring a company and they really can't afford it. You want to be in that neighborhood where it's pretty much everyone has a lawn care landscape provider. Um, that's just my opinion. Sorry to get on a side tangent. No, that's really good. That's a, that's a very interesting story. So what are some of the practical ways that you could use your marketing to increase cash inflow? to get new customers or get more out of your existing customers because you're very aware at some point of what the lifetime value is if you can acquire a customer and what those existing customers can mean in terms of profitability for your business over time is uh, really looking for opportunities to get that message out. uh, Why they should do business with you, uh, what you offer that they might be interested in and other things they they might want to consider in the future. There's several... There's several things you can think about on on having an opportunity to reach them, and I'd like to go down that list. But what what did you want? To real add quick, to I want I wanted to add real quick. I was yeah. Uh, my buddy Luke, I was talking to him the other day. He he mows, and he offers corrugations, and right. he goes to his customer's house, and and the yard had already been corrugated by another company. Oh, and he said to his customer, oh. he's like, "Hey, I, I do that," and they said, "Well, we didn't know." 
Exactly. That's and they they said, example. "We'll we'll hire you next year, Luke." You know, he's just a good old kid. Um, well, he's twenty nine. He's not a kid, but but he he didn't market to let them know I offer this service and it's a huge profit margin service. And the other company marketed to them and got the job. And yeah, so, that's a fantastic example. Thank you. You hear that, Mister Producer? <laughs> he tells me not to talk when you're on the show. Oh no, you're great, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's here's a short list to just prime the pump in the thinking of of your audience and. Uh, opportunities to target message. Uh, one might be to remind them that they need to reorder or it's time for uh, reorder a product yeah, or reorder a mulch, service. New flowers. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that could be done by a phone call, uh, an email, mm-hmm. a text message. Uh, another opportunity is to announce a new product or service that you offer. Everybody in your, your customer base needs to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, another one might be um, a special sale or promotion that you are offering, maybe only for preferred customers. Maybe mm-hmm. you wouldn't offer that to all of them, but mm-hmm. a certain segment of your existing customer base, mm-hmm. um, you have a, a, a good reason to believe that promoting something targeted for them would bring in more uh, sales with something else. Yeah. So a really popular trend is pressure washing, power washing the driveway. When you're in the middle of the summer, sometimes the weather's hot and dry and drought, and there's not as much grass to cut Offer pressure washing. Hey, well, you know, sweet Sue, we will clean your driveway for 250 bucks or whatever. And you get a good surface cleaner, pressure washer and, uh, you know, go to town and make the driveway nice and clean. Um, when, you know, when you're maybe a little slower with the lawn care work because of the weather. Yeah. Uh, another one too, Paul, would be, um, a, it may not work for your company, but it does for many others, is uh, send them out a survey by email or text or call them up and say, we're always trying to improve our business. We'd love to get your feedback on these areas. That always opens up a conversation where you can then introduce something that you could offer because usually they'll introduce a problem that they're trying to solve that you might be able to solve. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is uh, when it's their birthday. Put that in your database. Mm. You should know the birthdays and possibly the anniversaries of all your customers. Hmm. And, and that's a great opportunity to contact them, uh, maybe through email or text Hmm. and uh, say, happy birthday, by the way, um, uh, we offer this now and wanted to let you know about it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's just an excuse to contact them that they would appreciate and feel special because of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one might be uh, offer something that's educational. Mm-hmm. Uh, send them an article uh, by email or, or a link by mm-hmm. text to say, hey, I found this interesting and I thought it was really a good summary of this kind of thing related to your yard mm-hmm. that um, I, I thought was excellent. You ought to take a look at it. Or um, in some cases, if if the owner is sophisticated enough to put out a press release mm-hmm. and let them know that, hey, well, they're talking about us in the news right now about this, wanted to call your attention to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kinds of things. So that's mm-hmm. just a short list to prime the pump to get you thinking about uh, ways to um, use an excuse to communicate with them about things that ultimately will help to get the dialogue going to move them up that that value chain. So that's, that's basically, um, 
what what I thought we ought to cover today. Yeah, Paul. that's that's absolutely fantastic. And if you guys are, it's like drinking from a fire hose when Dr. Frank's around. I'm so thankful to have uh, been connected with him and just all the ways that you have helped my business and, and my entire life, Dr. Frank. We got to get you to talk nutrition one of these days. Cause, oh, uh, yeah, I'd love to you, do you, that. You know a lot about a lot. <laughs> and so we appreciate it. And if you guys want to actually go deeper on your marketing, uh, Dr. Frank and I, we did nine modules where we went, they're about the 29 minutes and 59 seconds each because <laughs> we went to, to the time limit on each video. But we just talked about how you can really market your business different in the details. It's very in-depth, advanced, thorough. Uh, but if you really want to make sure you are dotting your I's, crossing your T's with your marketing plan, uh, check out our marketing uh, bundle there where you can um, go ahead and, and uh, take all nine modules at your own pace. You can walk, watch them all in one day if it's raining or you could watch a two or three, you know, while you're eating your honey nut Cheerios or whatever <laughs> and um, learn marketing and, and then you'll have that product for lifetime so you can always go back if there's a certain part of marketing you want to refresh on so that's available at greentreepodcast.com yeah and see where i think the greatest value of that is paul mm-hmm. uh, it's if they want to plug into that uh, e-training mm-hmm. is it not only tells you specifically what to do but in my opinion far more important than that how to think yep because everybody's business is a little different. Every business owner has a little different set of priorities and how they want to do their business. And getting you to think along the right lines on the most important things, then it becomes very obvious to the, to the owner. Once they're thinking along the right lines, the, the right ways of, of thinking, they'll easily determine the best way to implement that for their business. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your time, Dr. Frank, and we'll bring you back on in the future for uh, more of these nuggets. Looking forward to it. Thank you. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.